Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Cassie with Refined Fit Lab out of Illinois. Am I right there? Yes, Rock Island, Illinois. There you go. <laughs> there you go. What's going on? How are you doing? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm good. It's about to rain here, I think, but otherwise doing pretty good. <laughs> there we go. Rain or no rain. It's still a good day. I love the mentality there. All right, let's do it. Look, Cassie, we're excited to have you on today. And before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Refined Fit Lab, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business, right? If I came in and I'm like, hey, tell me a little bit about, about the gym, what you do, what you got going on. How would you explain that? Yeah. Well, first off, thank you for having me on. This is pretty exciting for me. Um, I love talking about my business, so I was pretty excited to have the opportunity to do that. Um, I guess how I would describe the business is we focus primarily on one-to-one private training. So it's more of a luxury experience than going to a traditional gym where you're surrounded by a lot of people. It can be very overwhelming, um, especially in the age of COVID where all of a sudden we were all at home and a lot of us got some social anxiety, maybe forgot to socialize. Um, and so everybody comes here and it's just, you know, their trainer and them or their trainer and them and then their friend or whatever, if they do doubles training um, in the gym at one time so they can twist and turn however they want and not feel like somebody's watching them or judging them because it's just, their trainer in here. So it's a very safe space for people to be vulnerable. And uh, I guess that's how I describe it. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I think that's super important because right. Gym intimidation is a real thing. Right. And I think when you can bring in people with open arms, whether you're a beginner, you know, a pro, whatever you want to say, uh, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. And, and the fact that people can come in with an open mind in a sense, right. Cause I think people are a little hesitant to even dive into doing workouts that we're not comfortable with or haven't done because of that intimidation factor. But you provide that open space where they can feel comfortable. And that's amazing. That's awesome. You care. That's really what it matters, right? Oh, so, absolutely. Um, and we'll dive right into the business here if that's cool with you, Cassie. We'll start with like bare bones basics question. So um, how many members are, are you serving currently? So private clientele-wise, I would say 15 to 20. Um, and that they all have different packages so they can have a one to four time per week package for private training. Um, so of course, like the hours that 15 to 20 clients, it can be a lot. It could be just 15 hours if they were only, you know, um, but then we also just started the six person, uh, semi-private group class. So those are more clients that we added, um, but more clients just within that one hour. So, yeah, so I guess clientele, I would say like probably somewhere between 20 and 30 and they just all have very, very different packages. Yeah, no, that's great. And I, I like to say private approach. That's always a good route to go down just because you're kind of optimizing efficiency, right? I mean, your yeah. time is going like, to, you're taking back your time essentially, right? Cause I mean, doing one-on-ones, you can only do so many in a day, yes, right? Absolutely. You can match people into semi-private and then still maximize that financial gratification. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. So a smart option there. I think that's a great approach. Um, is there a reason why you kind of went down that road? Is like something, it was just like a group of friends who were like, Hey, we want to do this. Or was it just kind of like, I'm a genius. I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just me. Um, I don't have like a co-owner or anything. Um, I have been training for, I can't remember if it's seven or eight years. 
Um, I've trained privately before. I've done group classes. I've trained at traditional gyms. And um, and then I went to school for occupational therapy assisting, which was very, very one-on-one -on -one when you're rehabbing somebody from an injury or a stroke or something like that. Um, so I think I wanted to incorporate the like healthcare portion of it without actually staying in healthcare. It was very, uh, especially during COVID was very, very overwhelming for me. Um, but I wanted to keep that like, the rapport that you create when you're establishing relationships with people while you're rehabbing them. Of course, this isn't rehab, this is personal training and it can be rehab, but I just like having one person in here, you know, opening up the space for them to be vulnerable with me, not only physically, but also uh, mentally, emotionally. And I feel you can't do that when it's always groups. Um, but we incorporated some of the groups because um, finances, it saves the individuals in the group money. And then also like, we're still making money from it. Um, and then obviously the time, like having six people at one time, you're going to make more money for the hour, but it's also not an overwhelming amount of people. So they can still feel like they're getting like a luxury experience, partially private, but not a hundred percent private. No, totally. I think that's genius. I think that's, that's such a great approach. I mean, it's just, again, I want to emphasize this, like you obviously care for your clients and that's really the emphasis here. It's not really like, again, you're putting the financial gratification to the side, right? Cause you're making it better for them, yeah. but still giving them the same experience. And I think at the end of the day, no matter what, right. When you put that ahead of the finances, right. Just, I mean, compared to the corporate gyms, of course, like people will start to continue to come in. You, you, you go into a corporate gym. How many times have you felt like a dollar sign versus being a person, you know, and sure. uh, it's just when you take the opposite direction, I think it leaves for, um, especially with with your type of gym, it leads for a, a much better community and culture fit there as well. Sure. Yeah, well, honestly, I think it helps people um, establish and complete or accomplish their goals better too, because yeah. every single person who walks in here as my client, I know about their family. I know about their friends and what they did last weekend and this, because they tell me they open up to me and I feel like that opens a line of communication for their actual goals that if they're struggling with a specific portion of something, they're not embarrassed to tell me, oh, hey, you know, I'm actually struggling with binge eating. You know, people can open up about things or if they have like traumas that, you know, they have food trauma. A lot of people have like food insecurity from their childhood. They will open up about that and then I can help them establish, you know, why this is a struggle for them and then we can work through it where, if you're just seeing a trainer and you're not connecting with them, I feel like that would be much harder. And to add to that, I actually read not all the book, but I should read the rest of it. But I read a portion <laughs> of the book, um, the guy that owns Precision Nutrition. Um, he was talking about how um, a lot of people now make content and train people and share things for people who already work out. But there's actually a huge market out there that's being untouched for people who have never worked out before. Um, and then he also talked about how uh, they had this client with pre precision nutrition that lost 50 pounds like in two months or something. And so she hit like all of her physical goals. But then when she went to write a review, she actually ranked them a little bit lower. So they reached out to her and asked like, you know, what, what was the problem? Like we see that you reached your goals. What was wrong? And she said, I never felt like I actually got to connect with my trainer. I never got to actually like be vulnerable and open up. And I actually had 
literally that week I had a new client join who said the same thing about one of her old trainers. She's like, I've lost, you know, 25 pounds, but I just, I feel like I can't like open up and openly talk about things. So I've definitely prioritized that. And that's super important to me. Um, and it feels more like, like hanging out with a friend almost and teaching them. And, and I like that and they like that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's that comfort. I mean, again, you, I always say you want to make fitness just as easy or just as comfortable as sitting on, on the couch and watching TV. That's yeah. literally what it should feel like. And the only way you can do that is having that emotional connection. And so it's honest truth. And I think that's great. That's such a great perspective there. I mean, you're, you're, you're knocking it out of the park. I could tell your clients <laughs> love you. That's awesome. <laughs> and so let's kind of continue here with a little bit on the client. So for you, Cassie, what's been the best approach to get people through the door, right? With best practices to find new clients. What's worked well so, for you? Honestly, I feel extremely lucky um, to be in the position that I'm in. I have had almost all of my clientele has been word of mouth. Um, I have not done any like physically, like I haven't gone to businesses and like handed out flyers or anything. Like, I mean, I have like, you know, a plan to do that if needed, but I have actually not paid for really any marketing either. Um, because if I paid for marketing, I'm already at a full clientele. I don't want to pay for marketing and then have, you know, a million people on a wait list. Like I just, you know, I don't know. I've gotten so lucky that a lot, all my clientele have written very nice reviews or they've shared with friends and attracted people. And, um, according to my analytics, I've actually attracted like the most, um, traffic to my website from Facebook, just my business page. And wow. honestly, I've, I've never had, at least so far, I haven't had to recycle any before and after pictures, like progress pictures. Um, but I feel those get the most attention and not just because of the physical. I usually add something like, you know, this person now wakes up in the morning and like they have more energy or this person can, you know, carry their child up the stairs. Now I like to share those things. Um, and I had a really, really nice comment the other day. Somebody said that they can just tell like that everything I teach is like very sustainable and that like, they love that my clients always get like really good results and they do. And it's because I don't believe in the extremes of fitness yeah. because it, I mean, nothing really extreme is sustainable. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I That's, even answered the question. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, you did a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think, um, that's something that I think a lot of people don't realize is it's probably, it's probably one of the best comments you can get because people only mm -hmm. stick to what's sustainable and realistic. And yes. when you, they're noticing that from the outside, I mean, come on. Oh, it was a <laughs> I mean, stellar comment. You're doing something right. <laughs> it was very <laughs> you're nice. doing it right. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so, you know, I know you're at kind of capacity here, but with, with you know, the marketing efforts you have done, right, or the, the process that you have used, right, even though it's not really essentially marketing too hard, um, how many clients are, well, let's say leads, not clients, but how many people do you get through the door off of just what you've done so far? Consistent, like a weekly or monthly, sorry, I'll specify that, like on a weekly or monthly basis. Uh, do you mean that sign on to packages? Like you mean from consultations? Yeah, so leads as in like people who come in who are interested, right? This has to be converted clients. Oh. Um, I mean, so with, yeah, if that answers the question, sorry. So, okay. So this is actually really interesting because at first it was like, it was like a hundred percent sign on. So since we've gotten bigger, this is when I was very small since, um, refined fit lab has gotten bigger. I would say if they come to a consultation, 
most people, I would say like 80% of people either sign on to a package or they end up dropping into a yoga class or they, they do something that has to do with Refined Fit Lab. And even if they don't physically sign on to a package and pay for a package, typically they become very, very supportive, um, which is amazing in itself. You know, the likes and shares, that's going to bump up how often my posts are seen. And so that's very important to me. Um, most of the people who signed up for the semi-private group that we just started are people that I had previously had a consultation with that maybe it wasn't in their price range, but the semi-private was, and they've been like waiting, you know, to, for something to open up. Um, and then we also have, uh, like energy drinks and we make these like power balls, we call them refined fit lab power balls, um, in here. And, you know, if they get in the door and they see those, maybe they'll just drop in and buy that sometimes. So I would say that, I mean, most people at least become a part of the squad. Like even if it's not like signed onto a package plan, I feel like they're a supporter in that. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's a, a big emphasis here. And I just want to highlight that because whether you know it or not, I always say, and this should be a best practice for everybody. If someone does not sign up, still be build a friend, right? That's really what it is. They don't become a client, become a friend. And oh, that's, that's it. You know, and I'm go ahead, Cassie. Yeah, sorry. Um, oh, I am like very aware that like we're providing a luxury experience, and especially with like you know with all the inflation and stuff going on right now, like a lot of people can't afford that, and I'm fully aware of that. And I would never judge somebody for like not being able to sign on. I love when people are very honest, and you know, if they're like, "Hey, this just isn't in my budget," totally fine. Like. You know, if something opens up that, you know, when we get a cheaper option for something, I'd love to be able to reach out. And if not, I still, I encourage people to reach out, you know, if they have a question about the gym or maybe they find a friend they can sign on with because it's a little bit cheaper per person when they sign on with a friend or, yeah. So I, I can't imagine that people would, you know, take that to heart if somebody can't sign on. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm very aware of like the prices and stuff and yeah. <laughs> no, that's totally, yeah. No, it's great. And I'm telling you that you have such a great mindset all around. I think, uh, not so sure if you've learned this over time or if it's just naturally who you are. I mean, I can see you have the charisma, but I mean, <laughs> you're, you're doing best practices all around. So you're killing it. I'll tell you that. And there's a reason why you have a waiting list. I can see. <laughs> so, so, um, but to kind of move on here, I kind of have a question based off of everything you spoke about. And it's, how do you track this? How do you manage, you know, tracking lifetime value, right? How long they've been a client for, churn rate, like how soon they fall off. If they can't, so how do you track all of these clients? Um, that's actually a great question. Um, I should probably look into doing this more. Um, but actually physically like seeing how long somebody signed on for. I have a paper system that they have to follow, like every session that they come in, they have to sign. And then I also have it electronically. So I have it online. Um, I just don't trust electronics. Um, obviously we struggled oh, with that earlier this week, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I track both ways. And then I keep all my old, old client files for a while just to go back and kind of look at things um, in case, you know, I want to see like how long somebody was on for. Um, I have a, quite a few clients who have been clients for more than six months, you know, upward to a year. Um, people can actually sign on for an entire year and pay in advance and they save money. But um, 
I, I think you can normally tell like when somebody's going to be kind of a long-termer and I think they have to have it made up in their heads also like you know this is going to be something that I'm going to prioritize financially um and other people you know maybe it's easier but uh yeah <laughs> sorry my thoughts just ended there but yeah I would just say that that's how I track it um I don't necessarily like I guess keep track of like analytics of like how long that people sign on for. I just know, okay, this person says they're done this month. This time is opening up. I need to contact this person or announce that this time slot's opening and, you know, going from there. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, at the end of the day, like as long as you're doing some type of tracking and it's always good. Right. I mean, as fitness professionals, I always say, right. We track our body fat percentage, the weight that's on the bar, you know, all the macros. And it's like, you go to our numbers sometimes and you're like, do I have 12 clients, 15? Like you're like, oh, right, like, right. <laughs> I think um, it's one of the biggest things that I always say, like it, it's undermined, but definitely a big asset, you know, to have it because it's good to know those numbers, right? You, it kind of gives you that clarity, right? It's not a guessing game. It just becomes a numbers game and you have that there. So, I mean, always room to improve there, Cassie. No, no big deal. And I think you, know, you said you might not know every single person, but you know, at least top of mind, you know, where they are. So that's great. Nothing wrong there. Nothing wrong. And so, Here's going to be a little bit of a longer winded question here, but a good question in itself, a good way to kind of self-reflect, kind of put yourself in, in, in the, the podcast seat and ask yourself the question or self-reflect by yourself, whatever you want to say. Um, but uh, if you need me to repeat anything, because it is, like I said, longer winded, I, I will definitely repeat that or repeat it. But um, basically what we've been discussing this entire time have been the pillars of business and in the fitness and gym industry is about three pillars that we use pretty predominantly. That's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, right? Getting people through the door your client acquisition, which is converting them from interested to a client, so selling them. And then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Cassie, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, oh boy, that, yeah, that is a good question. Uh, I mean, I honestly feel like I've been fairly lucky with a lot of things. I would say that something I could improve on potentially is the like spending more or the last one that you had mentioned. Um, the only thing that I will take back on that is I'm very honest with people on their specific goals. So if their goal is to like gain a significant amount of muscle and they're signed on for a one time per week package, I'm going to be honest with them. And I'm going to be like, if you genuinely want to see results, you're going to have to work out more than one time per week because you know, putting on muscle is a different game. You can't just eat and naturally put on muscle. Like you really have to get into that resistance training. So if they're not doing that on their own time, I have to be honest with them. Um, I do know that sometimes that's all they can afford and they want to learn things and then, you know, get into like a traditional gym potentially on their own. But I think that I need to be more forward upfront about like, okay, you know, if this is really your goal, then you, I'm going to encourage you more to sign on for more. I think sometimes my mindset is more like, you know what, I'm getting them in the door. I'm going to at least have the opportunity to be able to teach them something that they can take with them. Even if they sign on for, you know, two months and I only see them eight times total, at least they can take what they've learned in eight sessions and then apply it to their life. Um, but, you know, in terms of actually like my own income, I, yes, I should tell them, Hey, you're going to need to work out more than this per week to hit that specific goal. But it's hard. I'm a very, very honest person and I'm a very um, realistic person for them. And I always keep in mind, like, you know, their finances and stuff. So I would say that one, but also I know why it is where it's at. Yeah. 
That's good. I mean, it's identifying the problem before it's, I mean, it's not, I don't even want to say it's a problem. I just think it's an area that you know you can improve, but yeah. the fact that you identify it and already know how you can is a great, is a great eye opener for yourself. Right. And I think it's just a matter of taking action. Right. Yeah. And again, I, I, is that a, a, you know, make it or break it piece? Maybe, maybe not. But at the end of the day, I think it's, it's the fact that again, you can be honest on here be transparent and you're regardless of success and still be like, Hey, I can still improve here. That's awesome. You know, I think a lot of people want to focus on the good when they come on here, but the fact that you can say, Hey, like I can still improve here. I appreciate the viewers appreciate it. And that's great. That's great. guys. Seriously. So thank you for that. And so last two questions for you, my favorite questions, my two favorite questions. I'm kind of curious to see what you have to say, because you gave me some great answers so far. So I don't know how much better it can get. Um, so, you know, if, um, if you had to say the bigger picture, or the overarching goal, what do you want to accomplish long-term? So, okay. So I have just finally started like diving more into this. Um, I'm very aware of how burnout can affect trainers. And obviously I've been doing this for, you know, seven or eight years. And um, I don't think that I've hit that burnout necessarily yet. I think I'm still uh, very young and, um, I mean, I, I think I've hit small portions of burnout, but I want to avoid doing that. I like a lot more things that have to do with health than just personal training. Um, my dream job has always been like life coaching. I love to talk about mental health. I've worked in mental health. I love to talk about nutrition. I started my college career as a dietetics major. Um, I love to talk about like, uh, you know, believing in yourself and being able to manifest your reality and all of those things. So really my goal for this business is right now I, you know, I've signed on a couple other trainers. I not only want to help them grow to be the best trainers that they can be, but I also want them to grow so that they can start being essentially primarily the trainers here um, so that I can do other things and grow other things while they're still running a business, providing the same services that I provide. And therefore that does become, you know, partially passive income for me. I think that that should be the goal of really every business at some point is to receive some sort of passive income. I think that's the safest way to live is to receive some sort of passive income because then you're not burning out um, all of your own time. Um, but yeah, I really want to see them grow as trainers and I want to sign on people for them. And eventually um, a more short-term goal, I would say for myself is that I only want to work like the morning times. So like, I don't mind getting up really early. Um, I actually like it. Uh, so morning to like 1 PM and then they could take like afternoon and evening time slots. Cause it's a lot right now to take all of the morning, a huge gap in the middle of the day. And then a lot of like afternoon and evening clients. Yeah. Um, but I really want to be able to offer training, you know, all around the clock at different times for the most convenient for other people, but also providing the space for my trainers to grow and, you know, experience the same thing that I experienced when I first started. I obviously didn't start and open my own business right away. Um, there's definitely positives in working for somebody rather than owning your business because <laughs> yeah, like, you know, when I go home at night, I don't get to leave work. I'm taking that home with me and they get to really leave. And, and that's a positive thing, but um, yeah, I, I definitely am somebody who wants to open other health related businesses and I need the time the free time in my schedule to be able to do that because there's no way I can do that right now with a full clientele schedule. I mean, I'm in here from right now, like seven in the morning to 8 PM, literally every day. And 
you know, that's a lot. Of course I have breaks in my schedule in the middle of the day, but you have to eat and work out yourself, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, the basic things. Uh, but yeah, so I would just say really growing this so that eventually somebody else is, you know, the main person that's running it with yeah. um, the teachings, I guess, that I've taught them. No, that's awesome. That's, I think, very realistic. I think you're a great leader. I think that's going to be no problem for you. I, uh, I think it's just a matter of time. You know, it's just like eventually <laughs> by the end of the year, but hey, hopefully, like, look, I'm free all day. You know, that, that would be awesome. <laughs> and, and I like how you, it's almost, you have so much conviction that you already know it's going to happen. It's not like, oh, you know, hopefully you're just so confident. You, you said it as if it's already in the process, which it probably yeah, is. That mindset know, training. Just, yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I love it. That's awesome. And so one last question for you, my favorite question of the day, and that's going to be, you know, Cassie, if you can go back in time to when you first started the gym and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear, what would that advice be for you? Believe in myself more. Don't listen to people who don't believe in you. Don't listen to people who are like, oh, well, you need a backup plan. You need a backup plan. A backup plan is a safety net. And when you fully believe in yourself and you dive into something and you put everything into it, you won't let yourself fail. Don't even give yourself a backup plan. Literally put yourself into it. I was so afraid to quit my like day job. Um, but the moment that I quit my day job is actually when everything started growing. And then I was, you know, terrified to move into a bigger space and to, you know, build out the space on my own and buy more equipment and, you know, do everything. And it was terrifying for me, bigger bills, bigger commitments. Um, but I just told myself, I'm going to make this work no matter what. I have not let myself down and I won't let myself down. And when you believe in that, I fully, I just fully believe that you will. Um, a couple months ago, I went through um, like a month where like multiple people had dropped off training. Um, of course, you know, inflation started happening. My car needed to be fixed at the time and like all these things financially, like it, it was a huge month of expenses. And usually that would like send me into, you know, another dimension with my thoughts. I'd be thinking, oh gosh, I'm a failure. Um, everything's going to fail. And I really didn't. I was just like, hmm, what, you know, what leaves will come back. And uh, like, what is, there's like a money thing. Um, money comes easily and frequently. Success comes easily and frequently. And when you really believe that, I think that you can totally achieve that, but you have to actually allow yourself to believe it. Cassie, talk about a mic drop of an answer. Holy cow, if I could drop this thing right now, I would. Jesus Christ, that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I got goosebumps with that one. Look, I mean, like, it's a good place to wrap things up with this episode, unfortunately, because I can talk to you all day. But look, uh, before we sign out, Cassie, please, it'd be my pleasure. Shout out your Instagram, your Facebook, your website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? So um, Instagram would just be Refined Fit Lab. Um, same with Facebook, just Refined Fit Lab. Um, and I definitely post a lot on those pages. I'm very, very active with the marketing side of that. Um, it's really opened up my creativity and it's kind of a fun thing to do. Uh, my own personal Facebook is just Cassie Gebhardt. Um, I don't post too much on my own personal Facebook. I'm pretty involved with the business page, but my personal Instagram is CassGeb, so C-A-S-S-G-E-B. Um, I do actually like to post a lot of workout related things on there, but mostly um, I'm also a recipe creator. 
or at least I'm trying to be, um, I love to cook. And so I've been doing that and I post a lot of like just very vulnerable things about like body image and, you know, body neutrality or positivity and things like that. And just um, trying to break like the stigma of, you know, social media is not real. And a lot of people need to know that. So I post a lot about that on there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't have awesome. like a Twitter page for my business or anything, um, <laughs> but my website is refinedfitlab.com and you can find a lot of the stuff on there as well, including a lot of recipes. As long as you, you don't have to pay to be a member. You just sign like your email into the account and then you get, um, access to all that. There we go. There we go. Way to close it out there. Like we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Just stick around for two seconds if you can, because I want to know how you're going to get the podcast. So please do that. Don't just run out on me. Yeah, no, um, thank you so much for having me. No problem. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Monica and Emily from Simply Fit out of Niagara Falls, Canada. Welcome to the show. How are you guys? Great. Thank you. How are you? I'm really good, and I'm really excited to talk about what you guys do over at Simply Fit. But before we dive into that too heavily here, just give me a quick story as to what it was that got you guys in the position of being gym owners. Um, so in the past, so this is a family-owned business. So my father and her, her husband um, started the gym. Um, he was always in the fitness industry and bodybuilding, especially um, supplement sales and had own um, supplement stores all throughout Ontario. And then the opportunity came to help um, just completely rebrand and renovate um, a previous gym. And then so Simply Fit's been operating for over 10 years now. We just celebrated the 10-year anniversary this past January. And our just main goal is to offer the most comfortable, friendly, non-intimidating um, workout experience for everybody. Great. So you guys have been in business for, like you said, just celebrated your 10th birthday. So congratulations. Um, this is a family business, yeah. though. So you guys are all kind of involved. And all gyms in this world are a little bit different. So what I would like for you guys to do is just kind of give us an elevator pitch of Simply Fit. Tell us who you are, what services and products you have available for your clients. Yeah, so when every time we get a new customer comes through the door, we always want to make sure everybody feels super welcomed and just coming in with open arms. Um, we love to take everybody on a tour because um, as we walk through the gym, it pretty much speaks for itself. Um, so with the way our gym is set up, it just makes for a very non-intimidating environment, which is very appealing, especially to beginners um, or people just returning, especially after the pandemic, just kind of getting back into the 
the gym routine, the flow of everything. And then even as we walk through the gym, a lot of our members, we always say hi, ask them how they are, how their workout's going. And everybody's always excited to help other people, even if they're new, um, which just makes it just so much easier for people to get into their fitness journeys and just to help better themselves, both mentally and physically. Uh, and we just want to provide like an affordable membership, but it's very high quality. We offer lots of amenities, 24-7 um, access, 365 days a year, which especially for people with crazy work schedules, like we have everybody working out at all hours of the day. Um, we also want to keep our facility very well maintained. We have all new up-to-date equipment. We have something for everybody. We have our rooms. We have separate rooms. So we have our cardio room. Our um, selectorized weight machine room yeah. for circuit training. Yes, we have circuit training, and then we have a back room, which is um, heavier weights. You put your own plates on your machines, the uh, squat rack, and all kinds of stuff like that. And then we have a basement where we have boxing, and uh, where we could do some classes, which yoga. We've done real riding classes. Mm -hmm. um due to the pandemic that's why we're not doing those classes anymore but hopefully in the near future we're going to get back into everything yeah for sure so this is sounds like the type of facility mm -hmm. where somebody can come in and do you know whatever they're really looking for on their own um and that's great because some people like that uh flexibility of being able to come in whenever they want and do whatever they want. Um, and I always like to ask with this particular model, is personal training a part of the business for you guys? Because you know that can be a really beneficial part to the business for both you guys and the clients as well. Yeah, so we do offer a one-on-one -on -one personal training. Um, we, uh, like I said, we also have the circuit training that every machine has their diagram. So it shows you how to use the machine, what part of your body it's gonna work out. So once they're done their personal training, they also have that guide that helps them to that's keep awesome. going with them. Yeah, that's awesome. Cause not everybody knows how to work out in a gym. I know for me, like if I walked into a big gym like that, I would feel really intimidated just because I've never worked out with equipment before. Like I know how to work out in the CrossFit side of things, but I don't know how to use machines. Um, and so that can be really intimidating for people. So I love the idea of personal training. So talk to us right now, you know, what part of the business would you say personal training plays right now? Like, is it a big role in the revenue or is it kind of small right now post COVID? Um, I would say it's a smaller part at the moment. Um, even during COVID, a lot of people were hesitant to even have that one-on-one -on -one training, um, even with our classes. So we were offering um, real rider classes, which are spin bikes that actually tilt. Um, but due to the pandemic, that just completely shot that. Um, but then the personal training, it is, we would like to increase it for sure. Plus a lot of our current members that do offer personal training. Um, so even if they start with like a package of six sessions, they get started. Um, we also will provide them with like notes so they can apply what they learn during their session on their own workouts. Plus everything has very detailed diagrams on it to show you exactly how to use the machine. And even if you come up to the front desk staff, either me, Monica, or another employee, um, we're always happy to help show somebody how to use the machine or even get them started on it, which having that um, like one-on-one -on -one friendly face to always talk to definitely helps people feel much more comfortable 
um, while they're working out, especially like even like you said, you new to using equipment. Um, a lot of people are when they come into a gym, so it can be very intimidating, but we want to just limit that and just make sure everybody's having the best workouts they can so they can better themselves. Yeah, it sounds like that quality of service um, that your members are receiving is really high. You guys are always there to help if there's any questions or any concerns. Um, and that's so important. When we look at the business side of things, though, you know, you said that personal training is a small part of what you do right now. Um, do you think that there is a desire from your clients uh, to like have more personal training opportunities or do they not really know that it's something that you offer? I feel like it could be a mix like we do have our group of members that do they've been doing the personal training for a long time they even start out with a small package just to kind of get them started and they see how it goes but they do keep coming back um that is something that we'd like to work on though increasing for sure especially in the future and still trying to recover from the pandemic because that took a lot of time off of um, our progress um, so even the year before, so 2020, we were ramping up to be our best year ever. We were super motivated. The motivation was really high. Momentum was going. But then all of a sudden, we had to close down. We were closed for over a year. Um, but in sections, so trying to reopen, close again, it did definitely put a big wedge in that. Um, so we're still trying to recover, but we would like to continue to offer um, that personal training to a lot of people because it, it can be just so difficult getting back to it, especially mentally but just having that trainer there to really push you through get you going it can just make a world of difference and we want to keep providing that yeah it definitely helps with that accountability piece like if you have somebody that's counting on you to be there to give you a good workout um, definitely helps people get in and get after it um, what do you feel like are some of the things that are holding you back right now from being able to increase the personal training side of things? Uh, well, recently after the pandemic, we did notice a lot of people have been purchasing their own home workout equipment. Um, so I guess during the pandemic, that industry did very well. Um, but then for business owners, the gym owners specifically, um, having those people now take that part of their life and just have it in their house it can make a huge difference and we're still trying to recover from that and show people um, like monica was saying earlier about how you come to the gym you need to have that social experience as well it's not just coming and get your workout in it's just to interact with other people um, so we would like to just keep increasing that plus having that trainer even in the gym um, having it to motivate everybody not just for clients it's we, we definitely want to increase that and push that a little more yeah, for sure. Um, and I completely agree with what Monica said is like, this environment gives people that social and so a lot of people are working from home today. I mean, we're here right now meeting virtually. Um, and who knows if I'll leave my house today unless I go to the gym where I will have that social experience, you know, um, that's so valuable. And people don't really think about that piece of going to the gym. Um, but I kind of want to move on from this part of the discussion and ask you guys, like right now, as you currently stand, how many members do you guys have at the facility? So we have um, a couple thousand members currently, um, but like we would like to increase that. But part of our business model is we're very low pressure with our sales. Um, we're a lot different than those big box, like national gyms, especially some of them that are in this area. Um, but as people are walking in, even though we are low pressure, they just see for themselves firsthand 
just how amazing it is here and how everybody just has their place they can fit right in. It's like a big fitness family over here. Yeah. So when you say that you're low pressure, talk a little bit more about what that means for you. So like, does that mean that you guys are just like letting the gym sell itself or what does that mean to you? Yeah. So we would say, um, you know, not to sound kind of like that, but yeah, the gym, when you come in, you just see this very clean, modern facility, everything's up to date and you kind of get, um, uh, most people think when you go to a, like a bigger box gym, you get that same experience of just like the high quality of it. But then as you walk through, you just see firsthand how everything really is and how you can really fit in in this facility. And then from there, we just everybody they they pick it's simply homey fit. feeling. Yeah, it's got that homey feeling. We don't have that big change room where you're changing with everybody. You have your own private washroom. Um, so people like that, right? Just separate sections. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, they, uh, people really like that. They don't like to be in that open box. So they have that homey feeling. Even just greeting people by name and then you come into the facility, it's like a proud, independent family owned business, not just like a big chain that they're just putting up gyms everywhere. We've been here. We've put in so much time and effort, especially. So the owner, um, just put in so much work into this building just to provide the best experience for everybody. And so Simply Fit can truly be one of the best experiences. He really cares about his members. He wants to give them the best experience. So yeah, also affordable experience yes. as well. So just to be clear, the owner is your husband and your dad, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. So um, I guess my next question would be, since, you know, you are looking to take on new members, you would love to grow, continue to welcome people into that family. What are you actively doing to, to aid that growth process in finding new clients? So currently a lot of our, um, like walk-in customers, they do just see the building as they're driving by. We are located pretty much in the close to the tourist district, the casinos, Niagara Falls, all the hotels. Um, so we actually do get quite a few people traveling and they become recurring um, members when they, even if they're just coming for vacation for a week, they'll come and we do offer passes for that as well. But they just keep coming back because they love having that feeling. So also they can't compare it to like a little hotel gym. Um, you want to have that full gym experience, even on vacation. We also do a bring a friend or family member Friday. So somebody could bring anybody in on Friday for free. And uh, so they could get the experience. And if they enjoy it, then on their way out, they sign up. Awesome. So it sounds like, you know, you have a lot of what we like to call word of mouth in this industry. Yes. You have some good foot traffic that generates word of mouth. You have awesome members who love your service. They feel like a part of the family. And so naturally they kind of go out, they talk about you and we grow our business that way. Um, and, and I love that because it's free. You guys don't have to do anything except for be nice and provide a good quality service for, for you to have word of mouth. Um, but I feel like it's not a way for us to kind of predict our, our growth because we can't control the speed at which people talk about us and we can't control the speed at which people travel to Niagara Falls and walk into our gym. Um, and so a lot of people supplement that with digital advertising 
things like that. Is that something that you guys also utilize for the business? So currently not so much. Um, so like I was kind of saying earlier, 2020, it was really being ramped up to be the best year. We did have quite a bit of advertising and then that kind of all went as a waste because of COVID. Um, but currently we spend most of like the advertising money on apparel, like t-shirts, hats. It's actually funny because we'll be out and we'll see people in like Simply Fit shirts or gym bags or hats. And it's just so nice to see, like we're always seeing our members out even in public and we will say hi, have a little conversation, um, which is just kind of extends that gym life and sense of like, yes, I really belong to Simply Fit. That's like my second home. A lot of people do describe it as their second home. And especially during the pandemic, we weren't allowed to be open, but we had so many members just, they were dying to come here. They were like, they just wanted to be at the gym no, no matter what. Um, but then we also do giveaways. Um, so we're currently doing a giveaway um, for a gym bag and some other um, little accessories for working out. But in the past, we've done hockey tickets, Fitbits, um, and I think other like sports tickets for games. Um, and then our social media, we are working on increasing it. So we currently have Facebook and Instagram, and we're also trying to get on TikTok, which has been a little interesting. Uh, but we do try to post um, not just advertising on those, but we do like to post our members yeah. as well, especially before and after pictures, so they can be really inspirational. And we'll do post like motivational quotes. Even we do sell supplements here as well. So we do have a little bit of something for everybody. So we do will post facts about that just so our members can really learn more about um, certain things that can help their bodies, improve their workouts, and just make sure that they're getting that full experience. Yeah. So with what you're doing right now, it's great because we're really working with our current community to give them the best service that they could ever get and hope that, you know, that continues to improve our word of mouth. And I kind of want to go back to something that you said was like that in 2020, you guys were gearing up to have the best year the business had ever had. And when you were doing that, um, when you were, you were getting ready to do that, were you guys advertising at all then? Or like what made it like the best year? We were, we had a pamphlet sent out by mail. We also had a big sign made out front that says, focus on your 2020 vision. Um, nice. And what else? Social media was a little more active at that time with yeah. advertisement. And even um, we had business cards with like three day free workout passes, um, which we were giving away. We had a lot of those made. Um, and we did see a lot of people come into the gym to use them, which was nice. Even just when you're out, even let's say we were at a store or something, somebody starts talking about it and just give them a free pass. And then we see them and, oh, hey, we're so happy to see you again. And then um, a big thing is that we do like to follow up with people. Even if we have somebody come in, maybe they're a little unsure, then we, oh, come back in for a tour. Um, we'll really answer any questions or concerns you may have. And then we can just really make sure that we're tailoring the experience to that specific person just so that they're getting the full benefits and we want to provide that for them. Yeah, for sure. It's so important to like, when somebody comes into the gym, we don't want to just show them everything and be like, yeah, you know, we have this and we have this. We want to tailor the experience, the tour around them and what their specific goals are, because ultimately like the cool piece of equi equipment, the Smith machine that you have, that's not going to make somebody decide to choose you over another gym that has it. Um, and so 
I love that. Um, and so with the, the advertising piece back in 2020, you guys were hitting a lot of different kind of channels, you know, with banners, with pamphlets, with, um, business cards. And so what I've seen a lot of gyms doing is using Facebook, Instagram to run actual digital ads there, reach people in their community that might not necessarily even be looking for them. Um, you can like target an audience. Um, is that something that you guys have ever tried? Um, so we did have some like increased advertising where you can boost the posts, but um, we haven't done too much of the actual advertisements on social media. It's more just our personal pages. We're also working on uh, corporate deals because we, we are in Niagara Falls, so we do have a lot of um, like big hotels and stuff. Right. So restaurants. restaurants and everything, right? Factories. So I'm just working on that right now to get corporate going. Yeah. So yeah. That's a big so, deal. Like for a gym like this, if you can have all these kind of corporate relationships and memberships, it definitely helps with the business because that's guaranteed revenue coming in every month for you guys from that you know, yes. corporate business. Um, and so that's awesome. I kind of want to take a turn here and ask you guys um, my favorite kind of question. It's a more loaded question, but if I were to hand you a magic wand and I said, all right, you know, all your dreams and goals for Simply Fit have come true. What would that picture look like for you guys, you know, five, six years down the road, if you could have everything that you wanted? Yeah. Um, so actually, so going back to how we were really gearing up for 2020, we were considering opening two new locations. Um, so that would probably be something in the future we'd like to reconsider again, um, just to really expand that. Even some current members, they asked, do you have other locations? Um, just because the way the business is, they think that it is like a big corporate chain, um, just because how well it's run. Um, so we would like to possibly do that again. Um, really get into that idea. Um, we're also possibly thinking expanding the current building, um, but then also with COVID, everything's been so delayed, we're still experiencing the effects of that. Uh, but I think overall, we would like to just increase the um, like word of mouth and then just how our community is. We do have a really big community, especially for a locally owned business, but we would like to increase that just so that everybody can have that sense of like family, even though it's your like your home away from home, especially just because working out is so important for people. Even you come in for a 10, 15 minute workout, just it gets your blood going, the endorphins going, you just feel so much better. Yeah, definitely. And so I guess my question would be if if you really it sounds like you really want to be back in that place that you guys were in January of 2020 when it felt like there was nothing going to stop you. Um, what, what has to happen within the current business right now to get you back to that place? I know, kind of, kind Increase of. Increase our membership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'd want to increase our member base. Um, so it would be nice to just really expand that, get some new members in, um, and then definitely expanding. That would be ideal because with our current um, facility here we do feel that it is like it is perfectly set up just the layout um, like Monica was explaining earlier like you walk in it's your cardio room it's separate from the weight rooms and then 
our next room after that, it's our circuit training room, and then the heavy weights are way in the back. Um, so it does just have that separation. So we do have something for everybody, which um, yep. most box gyms don't. Like our dumbbells, they go up to 125 pounds. We have the um, platform, the power rack, and it's just those other machines that really tailor to that additional group of um, gym members who maybe want that more serious training. Then we do have other people, they want to more focus on just their cardio. Um, so currently we feel the building, it is set up ideally and it just makes for such a comfortable environment. We would like to increase that to other cities. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I guess the big thing here that will take you guys to the next level is just continuing to grow in terms of welcoming more members. And when, once you do that, it'll be realistic for you guys to expand. It'll be realistic for multiple locations down the road. And I definitely think that with an awesome family, with everybody involved, definitely a possibility here in the future. Um, I would love for you guys to shout out your website or your Instagram handle. Where can our listeners go to find you guys online? Yeah, so at Simply Fit Niagara. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can even just search up Simply Fit Niagara into Google and our page will pop right up there. Um, another big thing we've been trying to push is getting more Google reviews, um, just because we've learned that it's so important, especially for a local business, um, to get those reviews coming in. And um, just so many of our members, they just, they share their experience. It just makes us so happy to hear people truly explain how they feel coming to Simply Fit and just how it's become such a big part of their life. Great. Well, thank you guys both for being here today. Um, it was truly a pleasure learning about your facility. Um, and listeners, thank you guys for tuning in as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, Fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guests, owners of Kadoo Athletics in Nooksack, Washington, Tyler and Madison. How are we doing today? Good. Yeah, how doing, are you doing? Yeah, we're doing really well. I'm excited to be on here today. Doing, doing great. Doing great. Um, I am... Uh, at a loss a little bit for how to describe what you guys are doing because it's kind of unique in the space. So I'm going to let you do it. Go ahead. Tell us what Kadoo Athletics is all about. Uh, so we are a small um, facility, about 2,100, 2,200 square foot 
facility that uh, offers a lot of private training. Um, we have some 24-7 access, a, a couple group classes, um, and, and, and really trying to be centered around uh, people being athletic and staying um, healthy the, uh, in every aspect of their life, uh, whether whatever their jobs may be, whether they be uh, kids in sports or uh, adults in their careers. And um, so, yeah, kind of bringing our own uh, uh, take on athletics uh, from our experiences as uh, teachers and as PE teachers and coaches. Awesome. So for a frame of reference for the listeners, you can you can have a few different things like this going on, partly because you're in a small town or a small two town area that lacks currently or, or up until you open lacked anything that looked at all like what you're doing, right? Not no gym athletic space in general to serve the population there. Yeah, there, there was, there's one uh, small gym and, and we're, well, there's, while our towns are right here, we, we've got um, uh, town of Linden about 10 minutes away and they've got quite a few facilities, but nothing, you know, that's still a, a 10 minute drive or 15 minute drive for people, depending on where they're at. Um, and so, yeah, it was trying to give something in our, in our town that uh, resembled kind of athletic training about how we, how we personally like to train and, and what we think is, is uh, both fun and beneficial for the community. So. Fun is a big point that gets lost very often, especially in the world of, of athletic training. But I think um, if we include more of your background in here, we'll see how you're already sort of trained for that. So give us a little bit of the backstory on how you got here, how you decided to open up. Um, you two are both educators, both in the world of PE. Um, so, you know, it, I think it's a little different to engage youth than it is adults. So where did the, where did the idea for this come up with and how did you decide right time, right place? Give us some of that backstory. Yeah. So Tyler and I are both PE teachers. Um, Tyler teaches at the elementary school and I teach the middle school. Um, and so we've been serving kind of the kids of the community for quite a while, um, which has been great. Um, we both coach at the high school as well. Um, and we love doing all of that kind of stuff, seeing kids be active, seeing um, teenagers be active. And so we kind of thought like, for me, at least, I really wanted to um, engage more with the adults of our community because um, we see a lot of our um, younger um, community members. And so opening the gym kind of gave us that way to communicate with those older adults and help them kind of reach their athletic goals as well. Um, and that's actually been really, really fun for us to kind of serve the entire community from like top to bottom, all age levels. Um, that's kind of what we've talked about for a while. Um, and just trying to give them what they need to be healthy and fit for the rest of their life and make sure they feel good and happy about what they're doing. And um, yeah, and just have fun with it because we're PE teachers, we play a lot of games. Um, and so we get to play games all day um, with our students. And then we get to go to the gym and um, have some fun with our older adults there as well. And um, yeah, that's been really awesome. They might not appreciate us calling them older adults. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, you know, we, as far as yeah that's that's the kind of like our personal behind it we when covid kind of stopped started you know march of 2020 we we everything shut down we had had access to gyms in the past but we didn't have access to a gym and so yeah. we accumulated a little bit of equipment at that time we did and yes. we'd always discussed opening a facility you know that'd be so much fun to have our own gym whether it be on our property or uh 
or close by and uh, we were we were kind of kicking around the idea of um of building a, like a garage on our property well lumber prices and things went sky high here in the summertime and my my dad's a contractor and he just said hey what you know what's what's the price on that so it was just way too high so we uh, we started looking for um commercial facilities there's not a lot of the commercial space there was really there was one option and then I came and we came across this second option uh, and this was about 45 seconds from our house. The other one was about five minutes and yeah, it's, it's really, it's actually, 40, you know, it is that it's that close. And so we, um, we found it and we kind of, we still were like, okay, are we going to pull the trigger? We're going to pull the trigger. And we decided to in uh, September to just to go for it and make that investment in some equipment and, and some more equipment. We had kind of the basics and, we just decided to have kind of a bare bones space and we really wanted to have a, like our turf space is about 20 yards. And I, I think it's pretty, we spent a lot of time on that and, you know, keeping people, getting people moving. And um, it's nice to have the open space too, because you can do so much with that space and not just have like a, a lot of equipment in there. For us, it worked like well because of the classes we run. Um, and so it gives us a lot of options to do different things in there. Yeah. So you went more for something that had an open feel, flexible, something you could adapt to the different things you're doing, whether it's doing, you know, things that are going to be more applicable to individual or team sports and drills or, you know, getting getting out and, and doing a class, some adult fitness, things like that. You kind of had to err more towards the side of, of flexibility rather than saying, you know, we're going to get 10,000 square feet and have a dedicated space for each thing. You're kind of, it's the jack of all trades type of space. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, when you're starting a gym, you're looking at, okay, what's my initial upfront costs and what are my operating costs going forward? You know, those are, those are big things. And well, if you have, you know, we, we didn't have the, the money to say, we're going to buy all these Everything, pieces of equipment, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously listeners that are, uh, gym owners know how much how expensive equipment is and anyone that's buying equipment knows that and um, so that open space allows us to to I think maximize the use of our free weights um, a lot a lot more okay. so got it got it so you you had choice between a couple of spaces you said and they were both nearby was there was there one big practical advantage of one over the other, you know, as far as space layout availability, was there anything that really tipped the scales for you there? I think the space that we have, um, it just felt more open. It felt bigger. Um, the ceilings are a little bit higher in our space. Um, the other space felt like the other space was great too. It just, um, felt a bit smaller. I think it was a little bit smaller too. Yeah. Or um, square. Yeah. You know, is it a rectangle, you know, like just you didn't have 20 yards, no. you know, probably had 15 in any direction. So, you know, and when you're doing any sprint work or running with people, you need to have, a, you know, obviously you want to have more than that, but. Tyler really wanted turf too. He's talked about turf, I think for the last six years. Um, and so <laughs> this was his um, favorite thing to add in the gym. And it makes us unique too. like indoor turf is awesome. We can um, do the sprinting. Like Tyler said, we can push the sled. Um, we can do a lot of just different exercises on it. Um, it's really fun to have it. The kids love it too. Um, it just gives us a lot of yeah. areas to explore. Yeah. This facility, you know, sorry. This facility was, was already empty at the time True. as well. You know, the other space had, it was being used as storage. 
It would need to, we would need to do a little more aesthetically to it. Uh, this place is pretty ready to go. Um, and it's also main drag, good, bad, better parking. You know, some, yeah. there's some practical things. There's a, there's a taco truck right next to it. You know, we, <laughs> oh, that's all need tacos. Exactly. So for sure. Yeah. And I looked at some of the pictures on the website. It's a, a very, you know, light, light colored, you know, very bright. It looks like there's lots of modern lighting in there. So yeah. whether you did that or, you know, part of it was in place, it definitely has that wide open feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the next thing that people, you know, say that you have to figure out, or maybe it was the first thing, but something we have to talk about is you both, you're both teachers. You both have full-time jobs plus some, right? You're doing your regular PE jobs, you're coaching at the high school level. Um, and then you decide, hey, we want to, we want to do this thing and we want to have more of an impact and, and reach, you know, the, the whole vertical integration from, you know, we got the kids, we want to help them more outside. We want to get the parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever. Um, but you, you haven't cloned yourself yet. So you have to do this. So how did you figure out like, Hey, these are the hours we clearly the fact that you both love it and both do similar things means you, you know, you can dedicate a lot of time to this, but how did you figure out the logistics of exactly how much you could do getting it off the ground? Um, yeah, I think that was kind of tough for us to um, figure that out. Um, just kind of how much we were actually like working and putting the time into the business as well as all of our other activities outside of it. Um, but yeah, so in the daytime from like seven in the morning until three o'clock, we're at the schools, um, you know, teaching, doing our full-time job there. Yeah. Um, and then usually um so I have my women's group goes at 515. And so that gives me a little bit of time to kind of prep that. Um, and then I have some time for my um, personal training clients in the afternoon. So basically, we just kind of went from, you know, like evenings was basically our time, prime time to go to the gym and work there. Um, and then during the day was more of our idea of having those clients who just want to go in and work out themselves and that open gym kind of space for them to use. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty tricky for us to work that out. Yeah. Um, it does get a little bit frustrating because it feels like we're doing so much at one time. Um, and so we're still trying to work that out, but I think we've kind of figured out like that the best time for us to start is around four or five for the, our gym. So we get a little break between, um, PE and. Yeah. And with our, gym. there, there's some nights that, you know, we actually haven't been great at. I haven't personally been great at capping the time I'm out of there or the time I start in the morning. You know, I'll, I basically tell people I'll be there. I can be there at 5 a.m. and I can be there until 10. Yeah. And so I've had days, you know, where, yeah, I'm there till 10 o'clock and I'm back again at, you know, uh, don't think anyone's actually taking me up on the 5 a.m. I've only had some <laughs> 6 a.m. people, but, um, you know, and it's not every day, you know, because of, because of working with the private clients and that's why we kind of went towards it. It was, we, we found, you know, a lot of people wanted to go Tuesday, Thursday or Monday, Wednesday. Well, that gave us freedom in the evenings on those other, those opposite days that, you know, we still got to spend time at home. We didn't feel like we were burning ourselves out uh, completely. Too much. It was hard during, <laughs> I, I coached track. And so track season this spring was tough. Um, it was tough doing that, but um, yeah, it was actually one of the advice I did get, get from a guy who said, make sure you set your hours. And then I was like, <laughs> well, I kind of got to just do what you do. So, yeah, at least in the beginning phases. So 
as this as this grows and it, it seems like you're you know you're gonna put all the effort all the all the blood sweat and tears into it to grow it um eventually you know is this something where you think the logistics will dictate that you'll have to bring on another coach in order to fulfill some of the time needs i mean you guys it, it seems like you're both very much enjoy your careers in pe so I don't hear a lot about anybody being in a hurry to leave those. So, um, you know, you'll run into these things as far as we need more help. I mean, you're, you're gonna, you're getting married soon. Congratulations. And, you know, maybe you're going to go away for a little honeymoon or something like that. But like, if the, if you're not there right now, the gym doesn't run. And because you're together, the strong odds are going to be, if one of you isn't there, the other one is probably going to also not be there. So, I know that it's early, you know, we're talking only opened around November. So we may be solving problems that you don't, you don't have yet, but I'm sure you've given some thought to it. So what are your thoughts on that? So we, we've, that's why we're pushing, like we're trying to get more of our family memberships and our individual memberships. And that, that is a, a key factor, factor for us because if we can, you know, let's say we can cover 60% of our 70% of our overall costs with though with that, then from a business standpoint, now we're talking about 30% we need to, to be working and uh, to cover just basic covering the needs. Um, and so uh, it doesn't feel like we're, you know, we're, we're not put, having to dump a bunch of money back into it. The, the, the been able to run itself, even with the, I'd say limited hours that we've had that we've put into it in yeah. uh, in the grand scheme of things of what it takes to run a, a successful business. Um, I think long term, you know, we we have a two year lease on this, and so we're going to be coming up in September on year one, and we'll have to make a decision in year two of do we expand, uh, do we look to hire someone, uh, and I, I think you know I've got it. We've got the intern right now. He's going to be graduating in the in the winter. It's still something we're going to talk about. See what he wants to do. Kick you know. We're kind of kicking that can down the road a little bit, uh, but yeah. And then the, your open gym membership, yep. is that limited hours or do the, do you have a 24 seven component? What is the, what's the access schedule there? So, so it's 24 seven. Yeah. Uh, okay. We, we do tell, we say it's a limited 24 seven. So when we have group classes, we ask them not to, to go in at that time we have very few group classes, you know, we have one right now. Right now. And um, so it doesn't, we don't have a lot, we don't, haven't had any conflict. Um, there's times where we might have a private client and one of our 24 seven access comes in. Um, which is fine. Which there's is still enough room for that yeah. to happen as well. It just gets a little bit tricky with the group class and then the equipment needs, um, equipment needs but yeah. Um, yeah. So, and we're, what we're doing with those, those, 24 seven access clients is we're hooking them up. We use train heroic, which I'm sure you're familiar with them. So yep. we, software. yeah, so we, yeah. we hook, we utilize train heroic to with our new clients. We get, Hey, let's give you some, some sessions. Uh, you can use the app and we're trying to connect with them more than just a come in and work out. Cause like we've, we've had a few people come in, work out and then, you know, they're two months in and they're no longer members anymore. You know, they stop, they stop showing up. And so trying to find ways to, to retain, retain those people as, as gym users, they need to be there for six, 12 months before you're really going to start to 
to see the benefits. And then just that community piece again, just like making sure they feel welcome and they feel like they're um, supported in what they're trying to achieve at the gym um, and make sure they're, making sure they're comfortable in the gym too, like, and that they know how to use the equipment. Usually when we have those um, 24 hour members come in, like they're buying the membership, Tyler and I, or I will take them through like the gym and show them kind of how the equipment works um, and just make sure that they know where everything is at and that they can use it um, whenever they need to. But um, I think that is, Kind of our goal is to make sure everyone feels welcome and part of that community. Yeah. So the 24 seven access is something that right now with, with your schedules being what they are, something you can grow without a huge demand on a regular basis on your schedule, mm -hmm. but you're also finding a way to take the time that you have to do tours, do intros and communicate them, uh, communicate with them at least through the app, through the software, so that they're not just coming in and, and are fully self-service. They can they can do that if they want or need to, but you're offering like, hey, if there's if you're looking for XYZ, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give you some direction. Um, does it go beyond that to like uh, individualized programming, coaching, something that's monetized or another revenue stream, or is it all relatively built in? Um, so, so what I, what we do is we say the first four weeks are, are free. And then if you want to keep using the app, it's $5 extra. Like that's just to your membership, just if you want to use the app and then depending on what they're looking for, um, this is maybe the, uh, where I need to, we need to get a little bit more focused on our, how our business model works, but I personalize like a package for them. Let's say they want to they want two days a week of training and one day of virtual or one day of in-person uh, a month or whatever. We then set a, oh, it's going to cost this much and, and try to work with them there. You know, we do do some virtual clients like outside of just what we do in the gym. Like they're not members of our gym. And so it's the, it's kind of falls in that same category. So if that makes like So right, right now, as you, you know, it, it's just the two of you, you communicate, you have, you have a handle on everybody, everything that's coming through. So you can see this whole spectrum, people who might be fully remote and you work on with programming, people yes. who are personal training clients, and then this kind of hybridization of personal yes. training, programming, open access so that again, it doesn't put so much stress on your schedule or limit your ability to help people. It just it requires a little more creativity and flexibility, a little bit more imagination, but you don't have to say no if somebody wants to work with you. No, and it's, and it's more affordable. You know, it is expensive to do private training, you know, that to take it out, you know, so what people want is someone that they can ask questions to, you know, that for most of us in the fitness industry, if you, somebody you might have taught you, right. You might've taught, but a lot of it is self-taught and, I told a guy the other day, I said, well, I've spent 10 years, you know, sifting through the, the garbage, you know, <laughs> let me help you not waste your own time. And so, yeah, that's kind of where we see that role in that semi-virtual training. So. All right. So again, um, frame of reference for our listeners, this is fairly new. Sign the lease in September, open the doors in November, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. So you came in with some, it sounds like some reasonable expectations, you know, how much time you were going to have or what, you know, what your schedules looked like. 
what you wanted this to turn into. Were there any big changes or surprises, expectations versus reality or things that you thought you were really going to go full steam into that maybe you switched course? Any big adjustments in the first six, seven months of being open um, that maybe you, you didn't predict? Um, I think like with our classes, so we started out with a lot of kids classes, um, which were really successful in the winter time. Um, and then I don't, I don't really, I don't think I realized that, um, like, I just forgot that kids do sports like in the springtime. So like there's youth sports in the springtime. And so trying to like continue those kids classes in the evening when it's getting sunny out and people want to be outside, um, was difficult. So I think we kind of had to change our model on that and just say, okay, well, kids classes are more successful in the winter time. Um, so that's probably where we'll, where we will put our focus next year. Um, and then obviously like the summers, there's a little bit more space for, um, youth camps and that kind of stuff. But yeah, just kind of remembering that, yes, there are still sports outside of our gym and, um, that we can kind of complement that throughout the winter time when there's not a lot going on, um, was important for us to remember, but yeah. And, and I think, that what we struggled with and what I struggle with still is, is marketing. You know, how, how do you get your, you know, you're on a class, how do you get it out to people? And so that was something that, you know, a lot of the classes that I either, I wasn't giving enough lead time on them and, or not just, just not getting them out. And Mm -hmm. besides Facebook, you know, we do Instagram, we do Facebook, we've got our website, we've ran some Google ads, you know, things like that. Um, And so that's where I felt like, the classes for us were tough. So we just didn't have the reach to, um, and for what, you know, for whatever reason, we're growing our Instagram. We're trying to be more active on that stuff. Um, so that when we do post something, when we get some, we get some feedback, yeah. but, uh, the Instagram was hard. I think the mark, yeah, the marketing was tough for us yeah. too. Cause neither of us are very good at social media anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and so then it was like, Oh, we have to post like all the time. And so, and like trying to find fun things to post too, for me at least. Cause I was like, Oh, it has to look fun. So. Yeah. So. yeah. so two big things I want to hit there. One is um, I always like to keep a solid frame of reference. You know, people may hear Washington and immediately they think, you know, Seattle, Pacific Northwest, moderate climate, you're considerably more inland, kind of north central. You've got four full seasons, right? There's a lot of seasonality in your in your climate there. It can get pretty extreme in, in yeah. different seasons. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably what you're leading us to. We uh <laughs> when we started our business, it, so we we really opened like November one was the the first week. First week. And we're actually, you know, we are really directly uh north of Seattle. Like so we're we're about 15 minutes from the Puget Sound, like where Puget Sound is for us uh, in Bellingham there. 10 minutes, 10 minutes from the Canadian border. Yeah. Um, and about 45 minutes to Mount Baker, which is a great skiing, uh, um, snowboarding area. Anyway, we do get full, four full seasons. And this year we had, we're right on this Nooksack River and we got major flooding on the, I think it was November 13th. So 13 so was, days into the business. Yeah. Not too long into the business. Yeah, major flood that affected about 400 homes. There's a town, you know, about uh, 10 minutes north, Sumas, and they had, I think they had 75% of the residents um, are no longer there currently, you know, because, wow. because of, yeah, the damage. I mean, it was, you're talking four foot, five foot of water running through homes. And so that shut us down um, for like two weeks while we, you know, just the whole town kind of reeled from that. 
and then trying we had- to like clean that up to like at like because we know all, like we know a lot of people who got flooded so it was really sad to like see them go yeah. through that and trying to just help people through that time too um some of our cl- like some of our client you know, our your, clients, your yes. clients and and just obviously we're connected it's a small town i mean so and then we had some more weather issues you know we had some pipes freeze we had to shut the water off at the gym you can't have people in there um, yeah, we had like five, de- I think it was like five degrees certainly. here and that's like unheard of. Um, it was very cold. So yeah. you couldn't even like go outside. So that yeah. was like, and then just snow. It was, it was a wild winter. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, it was rough. So that was kind of tough for us to start, like start. And then two weeks later have like the flooding go on for like about a month. Yep. Um, because after the first major flood, like there was just a lot of water still. Um, and so that like, having that fear of the flooding happen again for the community yeah. was really hard. Yeah. Um, and so just trying to recover from that. And yeah. So we, we like, we kind of managed through November, December, we got into January about, you know, maybe the 10th, January 10th or so is when we started to kind of kick off and we haven't really shut down since then. Yeah. You know, we've been able to be consistent. We were able to run those group classes really, you know, for the kids, um, really consistently and it was it was yeah. great it was it was a good good time her women's classes started and then uh, as we got into the spring i we kind of changed our focus towards you know we should have three or four try to have you know a couple uh, private clients and push on the memberships and that's kind of what we've been doing this this spring yeah and so it's kind of our focus, yeah but- so everybody, everybody in that area has been through a lot and, and above and beyond yeah. the additional seasonality of having sports, having a lot of kids, getting that. It's just like everybody is is ready. So it's it's kind of a, a, a big swing and something that can be tough, I think, in your type of facility to even out. So it's, you know, it'll as you guys get through and look at, you know, financials and stats for the year, it's like, all right, well, here's here's where we make hay while the sun shines or doesn't. And here's where, you know, we might have a little opportunity to take a vacation and kind of, as it's just the two of you um, going through this, it's like, all right, well, how do we use this to our advantage and, you know, where can we fill in? But there is, there is a lot there. So um, the other thing you guys talked about was um, both adapting um, a little bit more to the social media world, to getting things out there, to, getting into, you know, areas where you might not normally have in your personal life really cared that much or been that active on social media. So uh, how have you gone about figuring that out? Are you, are you looking at other gyms that are doing similar things and copying them? Are you just trying to get your personality out as much as possible? Is it still a lot of trial and error? I mean, this is all very new. So trial and error is sometimes, you know, just as good as, as any other tool that you have. Totally. Um, I think it's more just getting our personality out um, because I like I've never had Instagram before. So the first like Instagram, like the business was the first Instagram I've had. And I like, you know, you get hooked on it and I'm like, oh, these are like fun videos. Like these are awesome. I'm going to watch this. Um, and so I think that's kind of what was like, OK, we need like a, the hook to kind of like draw people in. Um, and so basically kind of what I like to do is like. Um, I kind of make fun of Tyler in some of the videos because um, we like record videos of us. Uh, 
<laughs> um, we record videos of us like doing different games and stuff in the gym, like showing people what you can actually do in the gym. Um, there was one video I had of him um, pulling me on the sled, which I thought was fun. So just kind of like trying to show people that there's so many different things you can do with exercise and you can really have a lot of fun with it. Um, and then just kind of showing them what exercises you can do and what exercise you can try out. Um, I really like the reels too. So those are kind of fun, but yeah, I think for us just like posting more of that um, would be helpful. Cause we, I think we were doing like a post every two weeks and that just isn't enough for us to, um, kind of draw people in. Yep. Um, so just posting more often for us is kind of key um, in like showing people what, what we do there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I, 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 I do the, the website. I like, you know, got our Instagram going, but I needed help with the Instagram. So I'm, I'm, I'm more like analytical <laughs> and like, and you know, I'm really going to tell you facts. Like, here's what we're doing. Here's the, you know, here's our sessions. And so I, I, you know, we obviously uh, about to get married. And uh, so we have lots of discussions. Like I need help with this. I need help with this. Who's doing the dishes. Who's doing this part. And so it was, you know, it's who was going to do the Instagram. Well, I, and I was like, I just can't like, you're better at it than me. And she didn't really realize that. So then I was showing anytime she posted these reels, like there's a very distinct, like you could probably go through our posts and you could tell who it was her or myself doing it. And all of hers were getting hot, like, you know, within, you know, mine would be out for two days and she's about for 20 minutes and has more likes, more views, you know, there's a better response to the style that she had than I did um, as far as like that goes. And so it's, we got to kind of push on, you know, where we're successful. And mm -hmm. so um, that's, I'm always pushing her to, to post more, you know, yeah, I need help with that. <laughs> I think, and it's hard. And again, it is hard for us because we don't really post a lot of our personal life out there anyway. So, yeah. um, but we're getting, we're, we're getting better. better. Yeah. <laughs> so Instagram is, Instagram is something that's, that you're working on and that hopefully is working back for you. Um, with such a big percentage of your clientele, at least right now being, being kids, right? Um, I have to ask the question, is there, a, is there a future of TikTok for you? Is that, is that a, a realm that you think you might try to get into to, to show off what's going on? Is I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna you know, say no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if TikTok is our, I know that it's very similar to the reels. Like, I don't know, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. uh, the kids seem like they're more in, into Snapchat. Our Instagrams have done better with our, with our high school kids, obviously. Um, and so I, I won't say it's totally out of the question, but. Um, I think I got to figure out how to work Instagram better first, and then maybe I'll look at that. Yeah. But yeah, I think Instagram is kind of our one. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I hear more often than not with people trying to, especially in the, the youth athletics and things like that, is there. I always hear something like, oh, I have this, you know, one kid that I train, he's like 13 and he can make 10 TikTok posts for me in a, in a day. And like a lot of people are, are tapping into the, the youth clientele and kind of working with them or, you know, yeah. parents or some exchange basis, or sometimes the kids just want to do it because it's cool because they want to be part of what it is. So um, where you have a big, big part of that population there, I mean, you might have you know, it's one of those things where sometimes it's under our nose. I would say that it's, if you're, if you're still adapting, you know, Instagram is probably going to be the best place to just kind of 
figure out because it's got all the different layers. Like I'm good at reels or I'm good at story or whatever. Um, but TikTok, if you, you never know, you might have one of those kids might be sitting there itching to, to post <laughs> a bunch of stuff in the gym. So um, for you and for people listening, um, you know, I'm, I'm 41, I'll be 42 this year. If I started making TikToks, that would bomb pretty badly, but you know, yeah. I've got some nieces and nephews now that would probably be like, give me your phone, give me 10 minutes. You know, you're going you're to go viral. Let's, let's do this. So it's, it's a really good resource. Yep. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. We will, I'll keep, I'll have to keep that in mind. I'll, I'll, I'll pull my uh, high school athletes that I work with tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, tonight too yeah and you can you can pit them against each other you can be like hey which one of you is the best on tiktok and like yes. now it's a competition I'm like all right you're you're the guy so or girl totally. <laughs> but, yeah yeah you gotta, gotta see who wants to prove themselves but yeah well, it's a, a really a, a cool way to look at things and people in in general really it seems like enjoy being helpful so mm-hmm. you never know you might just have somebody that just, just loves doing it for you so and then, you know, whatever, whatever compensation the IRS demands if they're listening. But yeah, other than that. Maybe all their NL, NLI deals. That's what, that'll be there. will be our TikTokers for their, what their, what was it? Yeah, national, with the college athletes can be paid now. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That, amateur stuff, so. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, they, that's a whole different topic, but they contribute to billions of dollars worth of revenue, so. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not opposed with, to it. No, I'm not opposed to it. But with youth, you know, they're working for you. They're, yeah. they're, their promotion of them, their, own, their yeah. own selves is, as athletes, is, is important to them. And so yeah. they, they do a good job of, of promoting their stuff out, so. For sure. All right, we got a couple minutes left here. To wrap up, um, you know, you're seven months or so into operation, um, you know, you're, you're still experimenting, still figuring out what exactly the balance is going to be, what things you're going to offer, what the town is going to respond to. Uh, looking back, is there anything, you know, that, you know, in the short span that you feel like, oh, if I knew this, I'm, I might have tweaked a little bit differently or you know, I wish I would have known this one thing about running the business beforehand. Has anything showed up that you're like, oh man, once I, you know, I unlock this and, and now I kind of realize, you know, going forward, how helpful it's going to be. Yeah, the first thing for me was the website, just the interface of the website of how, you know, we use a, a software on the back end for people purchasing things. It's all integrated into it. Mm-hmm. And it was I needed to design the website more in a single click. You know, I, I found that people, you know, they average spend 41 seconds on the website right now. Well, I don't have a lot of content that would keep them there, mm-hmm. but they're clicking, they're, they're staying on that homepage. They don't want to have to click through too much. And so I had to retool the website, you know, a couple months in and uh, uh, probably just get better with setting up, you know, just our software and understanding it more, you know, how it, how I handle payments, how they connect to classes, those things were, uh, that was a big learning curve. Um, and uh, glad we have the software, just yeah. I, I needed to spend more time with it. So a little bit on the tech side for me, because you had the training, the coaching, the, the people skills experience, you knew what was going to translate to a degree there, but just, you know, get being a little bit more familiar with the tech stuff was a big, big mover for you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, How about you? Anything else? I think that was, yeah, Tyler kind of took over the website and the, like the 
software kind of stuff because again I'm not very good at that and so I'm very thankful that Tyler um kind of figured that out um but yeah I think just for me getting to like learn all of that stuff and learn how to like book people into classes and how they pay on that um was kind of tough for me um and then again just like I wish that I had done like I wish I had Instagram before we started um because I think that would have made it way easier for me to just like, oh, I can just post this and post this out and not feel like so self-conscious about, oh, what if people don't like this? Like what if kind of that kind of stuff and just say, okay, well, this is what I'm doing. This is what I have. Um, and, you know, just go for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Putting ourselves out there is that's, that is a hard thing to do. Yeah. You know, you're, you think you have this knowledge. We spent a lot of time doing it, but then you have to be a little bit shameless in your promotion of yourself. Totally. You know, there's not, you can't hold back. You got to say who you are, what you're doing. Um, and, and just be confident yeah. with that, I think. Yeah. So. Awesome. All right, guys, that's about all the time that we have here. Last question is going to be an easy one. We were just talking about the website and the social media. So give us the plugs. What are the websites? What are the social media handles? Yep. Uh, it's could Um, we do do, I do do private training. Uh, I got a couple of virtual clients right now. Um, and so, uh, that's, there's always that option. Um, we or could do athletics on, uh, on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, and so, and then, uh, it's kind of where that's kind of where we post about, about the business. So, yeah. yeah. Good thing about having a unique name, no fighting for social media handles there. Right. <laughs> no, uh-uh. no, exactly. <laughs> like if you have like ultimate performance fitness, it's like seven underscores numbers. Yeah. So could do athletics, check them out. I appreciate you guys being on with us today. It's been a pleasure having you. I wish you continued success. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we'll never forget about you. We wouldn't be here without you. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you're thinking about taking the leap, Hopefully this is valuable. If you just did and you're working through things, you're not alone. There's some trial and error. There's some things you got to figure out. But if you get the passion, you got the work ethic, just keep crushing it. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.